Hey there, it's Alowin, better known as the voice behind Averin, with a word from our sponsor. This session brought to you in part by Fiverr, the best place to find freelance services for your business. Whether you're in the market for commissioned art, or even script writing, which I probably should have utilized prior to recording this so I didn't have to do it six times, you can find on Fiverr. It's a whole world of freelance available right at your fingertips with options for every budget. Find high quality services at every price point, no hourly rates, and just project-based pricing. You'll find quality work done quickly with the right freelancer to begin working on your project within minutes. Your payments are protected every time. Always know what you'll pay up front and your payment isn't released until you approve the work. And know that Fiverr has your back with 24 seven support. Not in the market for services, but looking to augment your own income? Fiverr is powered by freelance artists just like you. So sign up today at Fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Welcome to the world of Selena. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queers and Spears Presents The World of Saluna SideQuest, Bottom Sept. I am your modest game master, CJ, and today we jump back into the quest of the Sacred Seven. Last we left our adventurers, they had come into a small, creekside town called Cap Creek, where the town was filled with overgrown mushrooms, large vines and flowers, and a mystery to unsolve. After a quick dinner and catch up with Thorpe, the head ranger of the town, the heroes quickly discovered what was wrong with, uh, what was seemingly going wrong in the town or possibly beyond as they all got sick on their meal, save for a couple of adventurers. They uh, did a quick little investigating and found a bit of diseased portions of not only uh, meat that was in the back of the kitchen, as well as finding pieces of this disease on live creatures and critters as well in the town. Everybody kind of sat on all of this information, hopeful to find more as they journey on the next day. And that is where we find ourselves now. 
five, five little bugs flying around the room, buzzing around your ears, annoying you and waking you up just in all the wrong ways after a nice restful sleep as they just kind of fly by your ear right as you're like trying to go in and out of that deep morning sleep where you're like, ah, oh, just five more minutes, just five more minutes, I'm so cozy. And the buzzing of the flies just kind of flying around and you can kind of feel them going right across your face, oh so close. And finally, you succumb to this bug infested creek and you all wake up in your mushroom accommodation that was given to you by Thorpe. What do you feel like you would all be doing early in the morning as you all wake up? Let's go down the line. We'll start with Monday's child. R, what do you think you would be doing in the mornings? Uh, I feel like R would be he, it wasn't a restful sleep because of the bugs and all that stuff. So I think he would have, after going in and out of sleep, just decided to not stick around the mushroom and uh, head outside and maybe practice a couple of notes on his instrument. You just kind of pluck away on your instrument, kind of playing along to the babbling of the creek. The Probably overseeing with mouth on the the distance kind of thing looking over the the looking down because we're up high so i think he'll be looking down over the railing seeing the oh, swamp absolutely you look at the land before you you look all around you see yourself just surrounded with thick dense forest um as this uh you uh succumb to the peacefulness of this uh rather early morning for you uh how about uh tuesday's child uh, I think Oriana would probably be a little too excited to be sleeping, especially after the venture she found herself on uh, just a few hours before waking. So I think she would probably be up early, already packed. And I think she would immediately um, probably go to... I don't know how big the balcony is, but she wouldn't want to disturb anyone else who had ventured out there. But she would probably go to a little corner and begin scribbling notes, um, trying to recall everything she talked with. Um, was it Susie she spoke with? It's mm -hmm, been a little Susie. bit. Yeah, she would sit and try to recall everything she spoke with with Susie and just jot down every note that she could about the things that she saw and what they talked about and how she could make these improvements. And, um, and I do think in the midst of that, she does kind of, maybe it's the sound of the birds in the morning, or maybe it's the sound of the bugs, but she kind of pauses for a moment in the midst of it all and kind of just kind of takes it in. And while she's more trained classically and has not really ventured into doing her own lyrics when it comes to music I think maybe a morning in Cap Creek kind of inspires a little bit of poetry absolutely uh -huh. as you're 
sitting out and enjoying the like early morning sunrises, hearing the bugs and the frogs and everything, the babbling crick nearby and kind of enjoying the ambiance, hearing our kind of play in the nearby distance, play some music as well. Uh, hearing the birds kind of waking up in the morning, you're hearing all types of chatter up in the trees around you. Just kind of enjoying the peacefulness of this moment, enjoying the now uh, that's happening around you uh, that is all so new to Oriana as well. Um, how about, whoa, Wednesday's child, what would you be doing so early in the morning? Sleeping. <laughs> Fast asleep. Uh, I feel I feel like Woe is the uh, a person who bugs uh, and cre and little critters uh, would not affect your sleep in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so Woe's fast asleep in uh, the mushroom accommodation. Um, if it makes you feel better, I've eaten at least a quarter of the mushroom house. <laughs> There's a big gaping hole in the ceiling above your Maybe little like bed. Just like pieces of it, like crumbs, are just kind of like around your mattress, uh, around this little nest you've created uh, on top of your bed of comfortable uh, comfortability, uh, uh, with little pieces of mushroom just scattered about. Uh, as you soak in every moment of sleeping and rest and uh, this uh, coziness uh, of being out in a new Brent new forest, um, click clack. What would you be doing early in the morning? So, Click Clack would be very upset about being woken up from the dream that he was having. So, Click Clack eats the bugs that woke him up and then tries to go back to sleep to go back to that dream. Give me give me a uh, uh, acrobatics check. Give me a roll off. You be me. Alright. That's my acrobatics. Not great. Ooh, okay. That's actually going to be a 23. 23? Amazing. You are having truly one of the more wonderful dreams of your uh, many things that happen to reoccur and occur within your dreams and nightmares. Uh, this was definitely one of the more special ones. Uh, so being woken up by bugs, you uh, are definitely pissed and you manage to snatch a couple of them out of the air as they're flying by uh, and kind of re-snuggle down into your little nest of blankets that you've created for yourself, uh, similar to woe in a fashion. Uh, just uh, trying to soak in as much of the sleep, as much of the dream as possible. Uh, you try and try as hard as you can, uh, but all you see is blackness behind your eyelids as your beautiful dream uh, is engraved in your memory and was here for a moment. Uh, Noe, what would you be doing so early in the morning? Um, I think she would try to be sleeping in, but her body is accused, uh, accustomed to waking up early, so I think at a certain time she's up. Uh, the first thing she would do is check the sending stone 
um, because it's her only real connection right now to back home, to her children, to the kingdom, uh, to McCuster, to everyone in general. So she would check that to see if she had any incoming messages. Um, you do, in fact, have an incoming message. It is, uh, in fact, uh, a good morning from all of your children uh, that they all phoned in via Sending Stone to say good morning. And uh, at the very end is one conjoined, we miss you. Because uh, this is your first night away from your family, it is uh, as jarring it as jarring for them as it is for you to not be at your children's side this morning. She very gently is holding the stone in her hands, and she gets teary eyed, and she absolutely just reply back, "I, I love you all. I miss you dearly. I will be home soon." You send that off knowing it will reach your family uh, with happy and gleeful ears. Uh, and um, you prepare your stuff for the day. Um, being up a little extra early as well kind of gives you that extra time as well. To, so now you have that time to now uh, doff your new armor that you received as well as properly sheath your new sword getting yourself into the proper fit for the first time in 200 years it's been a while no way since you've had this type of armor and this type of uh the the uh, luxury of wearing armor and carrying a sword at your side so if, if getting back into it it takes a little bit of remembering like riding a bicycle after a long time um in Sina, uh saturday's child what would you be doing early in the morning um honestly i think Encina's already out and about pretty much of the crack of dawn just kind of like honestly i think Encina would have been checking out the um like the little corral that was there that had like all the disease and stuff like the critters and whatnot um probably just would have been looking at that and like surveying the town kind of just seeing what there is to see without anyone guiding her so that she can kind of look at things from her own perspective mm -hmm. um but yeah i think she's just kind of doing that kind of patrolling um she's very restless by nature so i think that's just what mm -hmm. she's doing she's just patrolling the town and looking around mm -hmm. As someone who's used to traveling by themselves, getting into their own stories and getting into their own dramas and their own adventures, you are used to traveling from town to town, kind of just looking around and seeing what's around and if anybody needs help and all these different things is something you're used to. So here in Cap Creek, as you're kind of like looking around, especially after what you found last night, just trying to kind of reinvestigate, touch bases and see what the town is doing, Go ahead and give me either perception or investigation check. Oh, surely. Make you use those. I love the RPG. <laughs> I love when D and D Beyond just exits out of my character sheet for no reason. That's very nice Ooh, of it. Ooh, that's my favorite. <laughs> I, love that. I had that shit all set up, and it was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what's your modifier? <laughs> Fuck you. 
<laughs> Your modifier is fuck you. Figure that shit out. Figure As it if out. the numbers weren't hard enough. <laughs> Math this time, bitch. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> Math the inside of my ass, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what, give me one second, because sometimes it runs quicker on my mobile. Okay, yep, here we go, I already have it open on my phone. Um, so what was those rolls again, CJ? I'm sorry. You're good, either investigation or perception. Okay. Please load, you massive cunt. <laughs> Just... Just... Please, for the love of God, work. <laughs> Okay, you said in perception or investigation, correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Alright, beautiful. Okay, so my perception is a solid zero, so let's see what we get. <laughs> okay, not too bad, we got us a 14. Not bad, not bad. Alright, as you're kind of like looking around, you kind of know like where to look if you're like looking for trouble or looking for like things to get into. And you also kind of remember like your walk around yesterday while it was closer to nighttime when you arrived and mostly explored during the night. Uh, you uh, get to see uh, the sun as it starts to kind of rise in this area. The sun continues to only barely peek through these canopies uh, and alights the tree trunks with kind of this cascading light that just peppers down the tree trunks. And uh, you're kind of like looking back into some of these things that you were and your teammates were looking at before. You uh, notice uh, that there are a couple more townspeople running around lately. It's not necessarily running around, but like groups of bullywogs who are like tending to certain areas. Uh, as you're kind of looking around, you see that there are a group of what seem like, uh, like cleric bullywogs or priest bullywogs who are going around and uh, actually purifying and blessing all of the food and the critters and everything to assure that all disease is rid from their food, uh, regardless if it does not affect them because they are immune to poison damage. Uh, they uh, are just blessing it for the sake of, hey, you know, if we have anybody else come through here, we don't want to make the same mistake twice. Uh, you are kind of like looking around, you see that there is a like uh, breakfast feast kind of being put together for you all that you're passing by like one of the main uh, larger trees that houses more of the uh, like store type mushroom shops uh, on so the larger tree like right in front of that area on the actual floor is where they're setting that breakfast area up for you um, but yeah so you see that there are immediate changes to some of the findings and things that you have brought attention to Thorpe yesterday uh, there's already an immediate, like, purification and, like, uh, curing of, like, all disease and, like, poison and, like, all of that kind of damage, as well as trying to make amends and set you up for your journey, uh, today. Okay, awesome. I think, um, I think Encina's very pleased with that response, and, um, we don't have to get into it, because I know we've got a pretty long session today, but, um, Encina will just kind of, like, go over and see if any if any of the groups need help and she will assist in uh, purification um if necessary if yeah absolutely do you uh quick quick do you have like that as a like spell slot or anything like that uh, yeah like, i have like... yep i have purify food and drink 
Amazing. Awesome. So what I'll say uh, for this like role play moment is I'll say go ahead and take off like two of those spell slots for the purify food and drink like at the basic level of casting. I think that's first level just to say mm -hmm. this is your contribution to you walking around and helping like purify the food, helping like set up and like making sure things are like set in stone. Uh, but we will, uh, instead of like role playing this specific out, that's how we will handle that. Like, we'll just say during the morning, you walked around, found all these information and also helped the locals in purifying the food and setting things straight. Okay, sounds good. Sweet, awesome. So uh, last but certainly not least, we have Sunday's child, Freya. What would you be doing uh, early in the morning? This is Freya's first night away from his own bed. Um, Freya had a decent night's sleep, I think. And I think if you were to walk up upon his bed, he'd be laying on his back, arms crossed his chest, staring at the ceiling with a look of anger. Yeah, you're a little bit more used to, you know, uh, we, we described, like, your room as having, like, beautiful vaulted ceilings with, like, air magically swirling around and creating this fresh, beautiful ocean breeze in your room at constant. This is a muggy, crick, bayou mushroom that you're sharing with your mom and five strangers uh, and part of the ceiling is missing because one of your friends or like new friends ate a piece of the ceiling out. Uh, this is, and you just got woken up by flies from what it was honestly a fairly spectacular dream. How'd those flies get in here? I, I so I, <laughs> I think he's, <laughs> I think he's like annoyed with, the situation of like where they're sleeping like he's not used he's he's used to the amount of people he has a lot of siblings mm -hmm. that are constantly running around the castle everywhere i think he's angry because of the dream i think he's angry because he's awake again mm. i can understand. I know that there's at least one other person in your party who feels the exact same way. Uh, I understand the sentiments. It's frustrating to wake up from a dream that was so perfect in so many different ways and so informative and so exhilarating that waking up to the situation that you're currently in, while it's not absolutely terrible, and it's not like shambles or anything. It's not where you were within your dream. Yeah, I think he's he's angry because he's confused by the dream. Mm. I, I don't think... Um, I don't think... The dream was happy, but there's a lot of feelings that he felt that he didn't understand. And he's mad that there's things that he didn't understand. So it's kind of like that child getting mad when adults are like, you'll understand when you're older. Mm -hmm. And he's and he, at a point where he's older, he should understand, but he doesn't. So it's yes. frustrating. So I think he just kind of like 
goes from that laying down position to sitting up. Arms still crossed over his chest. And with, like, a little, like, grunt, he, like, gets up and, like, walks out of the mushroom. Oh, honestly, how tall are the mushroom houses? Because his head might poke out of the hole, depending on where the hole is. It's a very large mushroom. So you've got headroom up in here. Uh, So it's essentially, like, the walls themselves, uh, like, one story is, like... 10 feet tall okay. and so it's it's about like 15 feet in total from like ground of the mushroom to like where the like ceiling meets the roof like or the ceiling meets the wall I, I okay so I think he stands up and he just is kind of like well I think we should deal with this uh, corruption that's going on If we are to move forward. And, like, I I guess he's, like, he's walking and saying it so that, like, anybody he passes hears it. Like, Mm -hmm. he he knows, like, obviously, like, he doesn't see Encina, so, like, he knows Encina's probably out doing something. Yeah, so Encina, R, and Oriana are currently outside uh, or out doing things. So um, Noe, uh, Woe, uh, and Click Clack are currently inside. So they would uh, probably hear uh, Freya say that. Yeah, so he probably says that walking to the door, and but Woe is still asleep, though, right? Yeah, Woe is still asleep. What does Freya say? Um, he says that he thinks that we should um, deal with the corruption or figure out more so that we can move on instead of staying in one place for too long. And Noe hears him say that? Yeah. Okay. Then she'll speak up and be like, how do you propose we do that, Freya? I, yeah... I didn't think it fully through. I'm still waking up. That's okay, my dear. That that happens. Um, I think you might have something to it, but I think that we owe it to the rest of the party to discuss it. Maybe over breakfast. Just don't eat the meat again. No. I am far past that, and I'm far past the bread bowls. As you guys are all kind of chit-chatting amongst yourselves, waking up, collecting your things, and kind of packing and preparing for your journey ahead today, uh, Oriana and uh, R would be the first to see Thorpe uh, approaching uh, your mushroom. He's got a couple of, like, scrolls that are kind of, like, tucked into, like, a small, like, makeshift like knapsack it looks like he just kind of like tied a rope around the scrolls and then tied the rope kind of like in a backpack fashion around his body uh and is like bringing it over and he's like oh howdy guys uh i brought some stuff over to kind of give you all the rundown before we had breakfast um so that way we can all just enjoy breakfast and we can do business first 
I'm quite all right with that. Good morning to you as well. Um, it's quite a bit of paper you've got there, yes. I suppose you have a lot to talk to us about. Yeah, yeah. I was up uh, uh, for a little while last night, like, making sure I had all the details written down. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Um, would you like me to gather the others? I'm not sure where Encina's gone off to, but... Uh, oh, she um, should be here soon. I ran in, into her down in the town. She's just finishing up one oh. thing and she'll be joining us. Wonderful. Okay. Um, uh, maybe this should right. be better discussed inside. Uh, should we head in? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And he just kind of like nods and like uh, like shimmies the rope on his back a little bit, like adjusting the backpack on his back a little bit uh, and uh, walks in. Um, uh, are, are you going to come in along as well? Uh, he was also addressing to you as well uh, as he walked up to the mushrooms. Yeah, R is going to make his way in, collect his stuff from where he was sleeping and start getting ready, I guess. Awesome. Um, so you start getting ready. Thor uh, starts kind of like laying out some of the pieces of paper to kind of give you guys all the rundown. Encina, you walk in shortly after. Uh, and uh, as you guys are all finished packing and collecting your things, you gather around this little small like toadstool of a table uh, with all of these different scrolls and papers and little like strips of papers just kind of like glued and stuck onto each other uh, in this kind of like makeshift like making sure that all of the information is as clear, clear and concise as possible without having to rewrite it and he's like all right all right so here's the information that i have for you about where you're going so you are going from here to Fort Jan. Uh, it's going to be about six hours worth of traveling, so not too bad today. Um, I know you guys traveled a little bit longer to reach Cap Creek uh, last night, so uh, it's going to be a little easier on you today as far as, far as travel. Um, but when you get there, uh, you're talking to the general when you get there. She's the one who's going to be expecting you. Her name is General Mossy. General Mossy Searheart. Uh, and as Thorpe says that, uh, you, Noah, you have a small little connection in your brain. The last name Searheart came up last night and it's coming up again. So that kind of grabs your attention a little bit when he starts saying that a little bit. Uh, and he's like, so she's going to be this real nice lady who is like holding down the fort. She's, uh, you know, in a manner of speaking, she's, uh, the main, um, uh, general over there and kind of the shot caller, uh, as you will. Um, she is down there planning on meeting y'all. Um, I did want to give y'all some information about like where you're headed to, too. Fort Jan is, uh, and doesn't have a whole lot of people in it. Um, but all the people in there are real nice. Uh, got a great kindred spirit to them and, um, it's gonna, it's real nice. Um, you're going to meet a lot of good people and they've got a lot more information about like what's actually happening out here with this uh, apparent corruption with all this like food and the critters and all that stuff. Uh, but um, is there anything that you need from me specifically as far as like information or uh, anything like that? 
Miss Spearheart, did she give her their first name? Uh, yeah, I think the Searhearts have actually been major generals at Fort Jan since, like, the Great War, actually. But you don't know which one will be there? Uh, the one in charge, I think, is the maybe the only one who's there right now. Um, at, at least to my knowledge. The, that's the only Searheart that I know. It's going to be General Mossy. General Mossy Searheart. Oh. Uh, Noe just appears very contemplative and she nods. She goes, Thank you. That's all for me. Um, actually, um, Thorpe, I got a question for you if you don't mind. Um, you ain't, you ain't, and none of the townsfolk ain't seeing anything weird going on within the, around the perimeter of the forest in recent weeks, months, anything like that. Well, I, you know, I, as a ranger, I, uh, I do see a lot of weird things out there. Things that are, you know, I would say normal and also things I'd say abnormal. As a uh, very large frog, a, a lot of creatures, some of the larger creatures, sometimes think I'm more food than I, I am friend. So, um uh, I do, uh, uh, there are creatures and creatures out there. I, I have noticed that the creatures have gotten a lot more brave when it comes to their attacks over the last, like, year or so. It's been, like, more often and more violent. That's all we can, like, we just kind of maybe attributed it to maybe the population is booming or something, or I, I don't really know exactly what it is. But now with this whole corruption thing, uh, it could maybe be deeper than all this. That's actually um, very good information that uh, and kind of obviously the puzzle is still very uh, very uh, vague, but that definitely does help put some more pieces of the puzzle together. Thank you, Thorpe. I appreciate it. Absolutely. There's uh, you know, as far as the creatures go, like to be to, to just put everything on the table, it, you know, there's very large creatures out there that are very dangerous, you know, but there are also itty bitty tiny bugs that are great for nutritional health. So, you know, it's like a big gap in between like the great, the things you can eat and the things that eat you. So it's, there are creatures out there whose heads touch the canopy. Wow. Sounds pretty big. Have they, um, the large creatures, have they always been kind of part of the ecosystem, or are they new as well? Well, the, cre the large creatures have always been a part of the ecosystem, but usually the larger the creature, especially if their heads are almost touching the canopies, they usually are, like, not meat eaters. Like, some of them can be, but they've just been getting more and more aggressive over the last couple of years. And especially, it's weird thinking some of the ones who aren't usually aggressive are becoming aggressive. And it's 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 just not right. I'm just thinking maybe there's a change in the ecosystem or something. But then again, corruption, new information. There's got maybe a connection there, too. Right. Yeah, um, I yeah absolutely. Uh, just, just one thing I wanted to touch on that. But, like, what you were, you know, what you were saying before... Um, 
Definitely disease could play a major part in their personality shifts. Um, if you ever think about, like, you know, a wounded wild animal tends to lash out at you. So it definitely could be a case of, like, the disease has gotten the best of them and maybe they're in pain and maybe they need to be healed, fixed. I don't really know, but that's a good uh, thing to keep in mind. Thank you. Absolutely. That's a, that's a really great. You see, he actually is, like, kind of, like, writing down a little bit what you say is, like, you know, like, try healing, try restoration, try this, like, and trying all these different things to, like, try and, like, fix this situation. It's, like, basically making a chest checklist of, like, information that he can try as well and then pass along uh, up your journey to help you while he stays in captivity. I love him. He's so good. <laughs> He's so pure. He is. If, He's such a good boy. If if I may, um, I do have a question, Thorpe. Um, you have mentioned that uh, many of the animals are affected by this. Um, have you noticed it just being the more... Uh, just... How do I say this? Um, is it just like the livestock you've noticed or is this also affecting creatures that are more uh, of the fowl family or insect uh, or amphibian? I mean, I, I want to know what we could be experiencing. And have you noticed if the plants are being affected as well? I just want to make sure we're going to be going... Um, into somewhere that if we need to stop and uh, eat some of the wildlife, we're not going to end up getting sick again or potentially infected ourselves. You see, he kind of like sits and like ponders this information. Like, uh, give me an insight check. Absolutely. Give me one second. I'm mobile tonight, so I'm having to figure out the app again. <laughs> fair, fair. Like, I don't remember how to use this? Okay. That is going to be a 18. An 18. Uh, you see that the thought cross upon, uh, across his face um, that he uh, he wasn't even thinking that it could possibly be affecting the plants. Um, he, uh, you know, this is also, like, new information. Like, he was living his happy daisy life among these, like, all these frogs and all these bullywogs who aren't affected by poison and he's like just like living in his own little paradise essentially like all of this stuff is like also new and you've just broadened that to now like plants and oh, no. more so he, uh like he thinks about it for a second he's like you know it's it's very possible uh some of the plant life has gotten very large over the last couple of years uh, it's not just livestock we've noticed. It's the wildlife, like anything that flies or swims, or it can affect anything. We don't really know where it starts from. I mean, we we just kind of figured out that all this stuff kind of is here to begin with. But if we can figure out a source, we'll definitely keep passing on as much information as possible. Possibly, Fort Jan knows a little bit more about it there deep in the jungle so they have to deal with wildlife all the time and have to deal with all this stuff so they might have more information than we do but i'm definitely going to continue to do my research while you guys continue your journey and we greatly appreciate that i'm sorry to give you such anxiety over this i 
I just want to make sure your people is, are safe and anyone who passed through here is too. Now, um, anything we find, we will definitely send your way as well. Um, we will we will ensure that, yes. I appreciate it. And I, I, I really just want to help you guys out as much as possible because I'm truly just so sorry for what happened last night. It, it is beyond, it is the last thing I ever wanted to do. I just wanted to be hospitable to y'all and just make sure that your journey went started off on the right foot and I have y'all throwing up in my tavern within the first couple hours of y'all showing up and I I just feel like garbage. But we so, so make sure go ahead. I I'm just gonna say if that is the worst thing that we have to deal with in our journey, then by gods, we are having a great journey. Because that is nothing. If us getting sick is the worst of it, then it will be the easiest journey I've ever taken in my life. So you have nothing to apologize for. You couldn't have known. So it's okay. You don't have to apologize. At least I don't. Uh, the others may <laughs> want an apology, but I know for me, you, you're fine. We greatly appreciate your hospitality of yours and your community. You have truly welcomed us better than I or anyone probably could have ever dreamed of. You see Thor like beams and like, like looks at all of you, takes the time to kind of scan between all of you uh, to kind of like show his appreciation for the you know, forgiveness that you all have shown him over his huge, huge mistake. And he's like, well, I really appreciate it, guys. I, 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 There's nothing I can do to repay this forgiveness. And I really am just want to set things right and make sure you guys are stepping off on the right foot on your journey. So if you guys have all the information you need, we had all of our clerics bless all of our food and make sure everything is nice and clean. There is no traces of any of the disease anywhere in any of the foods that we have prepared for y'all for your journey today. So if you guys are ready, let's get some breakfast. And y'all don't have to worry. And y'all don't have to worry. I did make sure I bless the breakfast myself, so... It's 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 kosher. You can eat it. The uh, Cena seal of approval. I like the sound of that. That's good to know. <laughs> it's so we can have some proper. It's <laughs> it's kosher. We can have some proper bread bowls today. Oh, wonderful! I'm starving. <laughs> I'm gonna put down the piece of house I've been eating, and I'm gonna. Say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see just like pieces of like mushroom on the corner of Woe's mouth um, and like her pockets are just full of like what is very obviously like mushroom cap like sticking out of the top of her pockets uh, as you all gather your things and follow Thorpe down the tree to the stone center of the town right outside of the largest tree here uh, amongst Cap Creek. Uh, they have a large banquet table set up. You see that there are tons of attendants here. Uh, lots of townies 
coming here to have the opportunity to eat breakfast with the Sacred Seven. Uh, they're all here to like ask you your names and touch your hair and get to know you and like figure out where you're from and uh, are very interested in all of you as you all enjoy a very, very delicious meal. No constitution check. It is clean. It is kosher. It is uh, Fuck yeah, baby! <laughs> a beautiful breakfast meal that is filling. It is hearty. It is uh, setting you on the right path for your journey today. Um, is there anything that you would like to touch on before leaving Cap Creek? Um... I would like to sit next to Woe mm -hmm. to ask her uh, a question or two. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Um, I think Freya. Um, I think Freya was up a lot longer than we thought he was, um, and I think he sits down next to Woe and goes. Uh, Is it possible for you to help me find something? On the way. Um, you're the one with the most information of this side that I know of. And it has to do with the flowers. Um, and he's gonna show you a drawing. It's not the best drawing in the world. Um, but it's uh it's like a very particular flower and it's like smudged um like a purplish bluish color um and he's just like uh this is a favorite flower of a friend and i'd like to get them some on the way Well, I can see what I can do. Um, it is a very nice picture. Tried my best. <laughs> um, good. Uh, how you say, um, sports? I'm better at those than drawing. So, um, also, Anything that any knowledge you can impart on me on of of this area in the Feywild, I'd really appreciate. Uh, where we are now? Y yes, your home. This place is your home, correct? We're in Cat Creek, still, right? Yeah. He's like. He's like like worldly this place not like exactly this place it's but he may not be coming off that way kind of coming off a little racist <laughs> or socialist what is it prejudice Pred prejudice could work prejudice prejudice yeah uh, but i will say that uh this is not the uh fey vials This is Frog Place. Well, not, not exactly here. Like, not not exactly this town. 
like uh, behind tree then? It puppet. Still, ah yes. The, the entirety of puppet, not just one place. I know you're not from the entirety of puppet, but you may be one of the people with the most knowledge. Um, can I try and do a nature check? I guess on this drawing, if I can identify it for him. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know what kind of other check I'd make. Yeah, nature sounds about right. Nice. Eleven. Eleven. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so you... Hmm. What campaign? Uh, Derek, will you text me the name of the flower? I, I can't remember what I wrote down. I don't think we gave an exact name. I think um, it was just like a purplish blue flower. Yeah, so, um, it's... Can I name the flower? Yeah, go ahead. You can Our have princess the... Secret. Uh... <laughs> what was it? Princess what? Prince's Secret. Prince's oh. Secret. I love that. So it's this, uh, so this is a, uh, a wildflower that grows primarily in sun-shown pockets, in, um, in puppets specifically. Uh, puppet is a little bit closer to the equator, so it's a little bit more humid. Okay. So the, uh, the type of climate works well for this wildflower. It's kind of got these bell-shaped flowers that hang off of the stem. Uh, it's kind of a longer, like, it's kind of like a mix between, like, a bluebell flower and, a, and lavender, in a way. Uh, but it is a naturally occurring wildflower in Puppet. Um, I think... Oh. Can I just produce it then with Jordcraft? 100%. Then uh, well, just... just growing uh, out of my hair. Uh, Frey, you just see that this flower that uh, was just in your dream and now on a sketch is now growing from Woe's green locks. Not to be. <laughs> it kind of looks like like my green hair twirls together to create stem, and then a flower buds from it. Oh, beautiful! You, you are amazing. Yes. Um. You said it's. it's <laughs> you, you, you said it's called the Prince's Secret. Yes. I think he's not even trying to hide it. I think Freya actually like smiles and blushes at hearing the name. Mm-hmm. And. Um looks at Woe and goes, it, it fits you. I don't think I'd feel right taking it from you. Well, um, I am not uh, the prince, so uh, if uh, you do not want it, we make tea? I agree. Let's make tea. Uh, so and you I'm going to pull out a teapot. Mm-hmm. And I will have tea. Are we as on well. a carriage or? Uh, so <laughs> we're at breakfast we right now. I think. This is like at breakfast, okay. so there are then, like then tea I don't kettles have to call available. Teapot, teapot supplied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so you just take a fresh teapot, dump out the tea, uh, put some boiling water in there, and create your own uh, uh, Prince's Secret Tea uh, and share this moment with Freya. Uh, is there anybody else who would like to do anything in Cab Creek, either at breakfast or before we leave the area? I am good to go. I should uh, play just... like a fire spell so I can make my own tea. <laughs> just on the go. I have create water. There we go. So you're the almost there. Half, like that's half of it, right? Yeah, you're almost there. Like truly, you're like one step away from making your own tea. Control fire or something. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, I think this is just something she'd wanted to do before she forgets. Um, Besides going and thanking Susie one more time um, for her help the night before um, and kind of just generally chatting about um, the things they had the night before, um, I think she would uh, um, look for uh, Freddie because she would like to ask him a little bit something pertaining to music. Um, because she did hear him playing that morning, and she's heard him before, but mm-hmm. as a bard, she tend to... Music was not the biggest focus her parents put her on. Um, they had her focus more on dance, because that could attribute to, much like her siblings, into a fighting style. But she was trained classically, but since she doesn't really have much experience with something that isn't, you know classical or sheet just regular sheet music she's very fascinated with that so um i think she would try to spot him in a crowd as she can um knowing he probably likes to blend a little bit um and would walk up to him and say uh pardon me um you know i heard you playing this morning was was that an original Are we currently within earshot of the the frog guy? Uh, Thorp, uh, give me a perception check. Okay, that's perception 23. Um, he is at the other end of the table, um, and uh, surrounded by people who are talking his ear off, so he's not 100% paying attention to the words that are coming out of anybody's mouth. But you do catch, like, occasional, like, glances, just making sure that everybody is still comfortable. But he does not have your attention. Okay. Uh, Freddy is going to say... And what... Can you be more specific for what you're looking for? I'm just asking if you wrote the song that you were playing this morning. I've added to it, but I have not, I did not come up with the original melody, if that's what you're asking. Oh, fascinating. Do you, do you write your own music? Are you a lyricist? No, I do not. I usually play either small medleys that I've heard around. I do know songs that I can play to secure lodging or a meal, but I tend to just fiddle around with the instrument and see what comes out. 
Fascinating. Uh, I ask because um, I, I have not met many bards in my life. Uh, frankly, the only bards I knew were my teachers. Um, but, you know, I, I heard you play this morning and it was wonderful. I, as somebody who hasn't really experimented with playing with the music, I, I thought maybe if we have time down the road, that's something we could possibly uh, aid each other with, you know, uh, bard to bard. Since we are masters of that craft, I would maybe that's something we could work towards. Uh, breaking out of the uh, uh, the bars, as they would say, as the other bars, as they would say. Oh, who would say? I don't know. Uh, I'm talking out of my ass at this point. Um, but yes, um, is that something you'd be interested in? I know you were not really friends. Uh, none of us really know each other yet, but. Uh, no problem playing some songs together. It'd be a fun experience. We can even invite Wo, who has challenged me musically as well. Ah, yes. I would love to know what Wo can uh, do. Wo is very fascinating. I, I've i never seen anyone just eat things. Well, it could be part of the culture in Puppet. Maybe we should be eating whatever we come into contact to be not impolite to the natives or locals. I like the way you think, but um, I will be casting purify food and drink just to be safe. I, I do not want to get violently sick again. Well, it's not only the food here, but Wook has introduced me to a fun treat. And Freddy will be pulling out a gold coin. Mm -hmm. And I want to try and slide up hand fake eat the coin. <laughs> I love that. So that's gonna be uh, so whoever is it's if you're just it's just this is just Oriana and R I believe in this moment. <laughs> so this is gonna be insight versus sleight of hand. All right. Oh. Uh, seventeen. Fourteen plus three. That's your beat DC. Eighteen. <laughs> You got 11 plus oh, I won! Damn! Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Yes. Oh, I got this. No, it's good. Go on. Blood, dice, Just, blood, uh, dice. You, you, uh, blood, dice, blood, oh, dice. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me read the rolls. <laughs> So uh, as a quick reminder, as you're reading it as well, just for the audience as well, Blood Dice I forgot is, about a that. D6, is a D6 that any of our players can take at any time to add to their uh, ability checks, attack rolls. Uh, they can only take one per action or one per ability check uh, of, or turn. Uh, but they can just stack that on top to help give them a little boost to their hits, to their uh, little DCs and stuff like that. Um, but for every blood dice that they take, and they only take one at a time, I also put one in my stack that I can use whenever I want. Oh, uh, CJ, I forgot I have um, the item I took from the vault, which gives me a plus one to ability check. So that would actually be a 19. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got a 19 now. Yeah, I, 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 for I forgot I have that. <laughs> I forgot I have a very cool item that helps me greatly. <laughs> Are you guys Forgot. within 10 feet of me? Yeah, he has plus one to both of us. Wouldn't that cancel us? If you're, if you're within 10 feet of me, you both get a plus one. 
I love that it's just like ranking the numbers up, but like, does nothing. <laughs> I mean, if you want to blood dice it, I have. A no, it, it's a coin. I'm not gonna blood dice a coin. I mean, <laughs> come on. I, I mean, actually, I, it was more important, but it's, it's fine. You caught me. Congratulations. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Actually, for storytelling's sake, can I actually fail this? Uh, yes, you can choose to fail this if you would like to uh, be in the moment for it. Uh, so you watch. Uh, so uh, ch in choosing to fail this, you watch R swallow a gold coin, and she immediately punches him in the stomach. <laughs> uh, no, no coin comes up, but R, you get punched in the stomach. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, why would you eat a coin? What is wrong with you? It's, my god! It's really quite scrumptious. You should trust one. And um, Freddy's gonna offer a coin while still nurse, like putting his hand to his stomach, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nursing his stomach. I'm sorry for punching you. I just, you ate a gold coin for God's sake. Why would you do that? That could make you sick. But I can uh, also help you. Tell me how. You oh never god, know. You, don't try. you are something special, I swear to god. She's gonna Whoa. take the coin. <laughs> are you gonna eat but it? But she's not going to eat. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, she's like, I'm going to Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go get you some tea. Just please don't do that again. He's gonna just <laughs> be stunned. <laughs> like what I mean, you ate a coin. She's like, her reaction is throw up. So, boom. Get out. It's beautiful. I out here like I have been punched. She's punched me. Freddy's just gonna grab some tea. He's like, I just shouldn't talk at all. That's how he's feeling right now. I shouldn't talk to anyone. <laughs> This is also a person who has not experienced the world. You pretend to eat something she's going to think you ate it. She may have a high intelligence, but she's... Intelligence just versus wisdom. Street smarts versus book smarts. Exactly. Yeah, given exactly. she has a 19 in intelligence. Yeah. Freddy's just going to enjoy the tea, try and calm his stomach that is now upset, and <laughs> make a reminder to himself to warn woe. For that they don't get <laughs> no, it's okay. She's seen Woe eat a house at this point. Woe was okay. <laughs> Woe was in the clear. An iron fucking like, stomach. She will also grab him a scone and apologize profusely. <laughs> you guys make up and apologize for the miscommunication of the gold eating um, and enjoy your. Um, the rest of your breakfast and this little festivities. Um, uh, I think then, uh, is there anything else that anyone else would like to like talk to or do? Um, yeah, um, is there anything else? What is Bo doing right now? What is Bo doing? Eating gold coins. Eating gold coins? Okay. Is, 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 is no one near also, this? <laughs> I think also having tea with Freya. Sorry, go ahead. I think what was also still having tea with Freya. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm dipping the gold in the tea and like eating them like biscuits. 
Okay. Where's Noe? Is she near? <laughs> is she near this? Yeah, Noe is at the table. I believe that she okay. is. Uh, ten coins. Noe's just watching this young girl pile gold coins like they're little snacks, and she's very concerned. <laughs> and she just, sweetheart, um, are you okay? Uh, I'm very fine, thank you. Would you would you like me to find you something else to eat? Oh yes, please. Okay, oh, let's set let's set the the coins down. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat from home? Or what? From home, what is your favorite meal to eat? Uh, tea. Tea and what else? There must be. Something perhaps your your mother would make, or? Well, my Oma would make a porridge. Very tasty. Maybe you and I can go on a little adventure and find you some porridge. <laughs> Instead of what you're eating. <laughs> the coin? The coin, yes. Do do we want? Oh oh no no my dear I'm I'm, I'm quite all right thank you um they you are see, not so much for the flavor but no but you know what is a bowl of porridge now let's set these down <laughs> she's like looking at Freya like can you help me <laughs> Freya's help, just like help. sipping his tea as he knows his mom's <laughs> looking at him like uh what what. You're, doesn't porridge and, sound good, Freya? Right now, porridge sounds yes, good. Yes, it sounds delicious. Yes. Okay, watch it, wonderful. Watch his watch his porridge. I I very much would like to try this tasty porridge you are suggesting. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Freya's confused. <laughs> Freya has no clue what porridge is. Just confusion. Uh, you search this big, beautiful ba uh, table uh, for some porridge, and you find that there is like a big crock pot of like a uh, a mix between like a traditional like juk porridge uh, with some like hearty pieces of like oatmeal kind of mixed in. So it's a little bit more like a uh, like a mix between like oatmeal and juk. Um, uh, that have a bunch of little toppings kind of uh, around it in little ceramic bowls uh, so you can kind of mix and match and make your own um, porridge uh, how you like it. So, um, I'm not sure if Noe's eaten porridge. Noe has eaten porridge, but long ago. As she <laughs> yeah, porridge is so, probably something you would have eaten uh, when like rations were really thin yes. during the war. Uh, but since then, you have lived uh, a life of uh, luxury, and so porridge and juk are uh, a distant memory for mm -hmm. you. Uh, and uh, I would also just assume that you would probably not put your children through that as well. <laughs> so I know Freya yeah. probably has not had. Uh, yeah, Freya is grimacing <laughs> yeah, at the no. food. Noe would not put her children through it until today because she does not want this poor little child to eat herself to death in gold coins. So <laughs> she 
she's going to take a bowl of porridge and kind of look to to Freya and would you like some as well? Sh- sure. And Tina from knows- across the table just goes, oh, fuck yeah, porridge. <laughs> I suppose we're all having porridge. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Freya, I think Freya, like, leans into his mother's ear and is like, what is this exactly? It's, it's, it'll keep you full, but the taste is, isn't what you'll be used to. So if you don't like it, that's okay. But it's her favorite. Is it, is it vegetarian? Mm, it can be. Is you can this choose. one vegetarian? <laughs> Click Clack is going to walk over and in Encina's voice repeat, oh, fuck yeah, porridge, and get himself a bowl. I think now that everybody's, almost everybody's gone, oh, fuck yeah, porridge, Freya's like, well, if everybody's doing it, I, I will yeah. say this. Uh, Oriana has no idea what the hell porridge is. <laughs> oh it is okay, how so... you say slaps. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking throw up! I, I, I never had to slap my porridge before eating it before. <laughs> I don't want to eat something I have to slap before consuming it. Um, it, it, it's, active, like, is actively slapping it. <laughs> no, no, you don't listen. You don't want to slap the porridge. If you slap the porridge, it's gonna go everywhere. You waste some good porridge, which it, it slaps is just—it's just a term we common folk like to use. It means it's good. It means it's like really good. It means it's like bussin. You know what bussin means? No. Okay, that's no. all right. <laughs> no, I—I I, I hate to say this, this but I have not had a lot of cruising. Ex- <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest. I think Freya's looking at Oriana like what? I... She's gonna lean in to Freya and be like, they're speaking a language I do not understand and I know several. Se- I- Listen, y'all got just got a lot to learn while you're out here. Don't worry, we'll show you the ropes, I promise. Please, please do. I I am I have been wanting to explore the world for ages, but my parents wouldn't exactly allow it. So this is this is new territory for me. And as for Freya as well, who many of us didn't even know uh, was around. Uh, I these ropes. I did not pack none. Newish. <laughs> I have a newish no territory. Well, listen, I don't. I don't particularly blame y'all's parents for not letting you out of the house. It no, is. you should blame mine. They're horrible people. My okay, well then I blame one. them. Your mom's lovely. I love her. He, I don't. Father, we already know how I feel about here. him. <laughs> we already know how we feel. How I feel about my your father and father. But I, I'll slay my own father if I have to. Beautiful, so, yeah. wonderful. We'd love to what? see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you as you, you see as as Noe says Freya's Freya's name like that he like straightens. <laughs> all of Sorry. you hushed. It's quite alright, but 
don't do it again. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> no way. Okay, we well, before, we before that, I just want to say for your notes, Oriana, you can make a little note here. So bussin equals really good. Slaps is also really good. You can use them interchangeably. They're really like, they're very versatile um, verbiage to, uh, to declare that something's really good or that you really like it. So like next time you have like, I don't know, like a really good like steak can be like the steak is bussing. And that's okay. that's perfectly like, that's, you know, just how it works. Can <laughs> you say, can you say something slaps bussingly? Can I mean, you could, though? you could, but that's a little wordy. That sentence a little wordy. So I don't. You could try. Mm. Um, I don't. Encina. Um, yes, yes, Your Majesty. What's going on? Years ago, um, in my travels prior to being queen, I visited this quaint little town, and they were very exciting. They would often um, hit each other. And their excitement. Do you, is that where slaps comes from? Oh, you know, I think it's entirely possible. I think I've been to that town once before. Um, <laughs> Noise eyes light up. She goes, "What did you think?" <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, like I love me, I love me a good excitable slap um, for sure. Um, just like. The people in that town, from what I remember, just very lively, very um, joyful bunch of people. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if they originated the term. Definitely could have been. I definitely heard them using it a lot. Like, I remember uh, this, these uh, two uh, wonderful people that I met. Um, I saw one of them slapping the other on the ass. And they're like, damn, that ass slaps. And it, I was just like, this is just a great place to be. I just felt right at home. I think as you say that, that's Freya, so like... <laughs> Freya like slaps Oriana on the shoulder a little too hard and goes, "It slaps like that." Well, I'm glad to know I am slapping. <laughs> slapping, smashing. You're do you're doing busting, smashing. Doing busting. He's gonna walk out the room. <laughs> oh let's no! Get, let's, let's get to Fort Jen before this becomes too much. Is of that thing. was not very cash money of our. Oh God! <laughs> it's not what you're what doing. You're doing the cash money thing. Is that why you're eating money? I think Frey just goes and sits. Frey just goes and sits and eats his porridge. Sadly, no. You you have to you roll to all, like it. <laughs> Actually, we'll all discuss terms that are used <laughs> across the lands here. Uh, um, uh, as you enjoy your beautifully curated uh, bowls of porridge, it goes down smooth and creamy. It is warm and filling and fills you all up for your journeys ahead. I need to add more gold coins to the as the <laughs> I just keep deleting uh, you as you uh, all finish up your breakfasts and pack up your adventuring gears for the day. Thorpe gives you the general direction and uh, directions to get to Fort Jan uh, and sends you all on your way, ready to take on the next leg of your journey. Um, you uh, all start to kind of like wander through. You see as the uh, 
the forest starts to get thicker and thicker around you as you are starting to go deeper and deeper into this forest, farther and farther away from more concrete cities like Lenloch and heading towards deeper, more untamed forests of Puppet. You are all traveling through this rather shorter journey to Fort Jan. Um, who would like to lead the party on this trek? Uh, it is going to be split up into two survival checks. Uh, so whoever would like to lead can roll the survival check. Um, I mean, if no one else wants to, and Cena definitely is, like, prefers to be near the front just so she can have eyes forward, but um, I know she also led the charge last time, so if anyone doesn't want to be in the lead, um, she'll take it. If someone does, she'll be in the middle. Uh, if you do go into the front, I'll join you, and if I can use the help action, because I am proficient in survival, but... Uh, I don't think it's in Woe's character to specifically be the lead. I mean, yeah, and Cena could just be, like, kind of guiding her along. Okay. Yeah, you're I welcome think to Freya take takes up the rear. Okay. Um, so, Woe will ro roll the uh, survival check then, or at least the first one, um, with the help of uh, Encina is guiding, like, path and reminding Woe of the, like, steps along the way that Thorpe had described to you all. Uh, so you can go ahead and roll with advantage, Woe. What is that? It is 17. Woo! 17. Great check. So you uh, are all kind of walking through. You see as the vines uh, become thicker and thicker that are wrapping around the trees, the plant life and all of the large flora that is growing on the sides of these trees and up all the way to the canopy are growing larger and larger. You see little bugs kind of skittering around uh, and like you see little um, uh, like bushes move with like creatures moving in and around them. But you are able to successfully get through the first part of the trip with no incident. Uh, if you would like to uh, be the lead for the second half of the journey, you're welcome to. Um, uh, or if anyone else would like to take the lead, you are also welcome to switch it up. Um, I don't know if she would take the lead, but I know, uh, Oriana would probably move closer to the front just because she's really fascinated, um, by this new world she's getting to explore. So I think she would be up there, um, just kind of surveying and taking the plant life, maybe running a little too far ahead and, uh, investigating these plants that she's seeing and just kind of taking notes um, and enjoying this new adventure. Absolutely. Um, 
So before, actually, uh, that's a great um, thought, is before we make that second survival check, I will, uh, I'll allow everyone to go ahead and make either a perception or investigation check uh, for some deeper details on the forest around you. Don't forget to add plus one because of my aura. Yes. Nineteen, sir. Dirty twenty perception. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, that's gonna be a. Uh. Investigation sixteen. Sorry, twenty-two perception. Oh, sorry. That would be eighteen on investigation. Awesome. Click clack got a twenty-four investigation. Eleven perception. Perception. Incredible. Um, perfect. So everybody rolled really, really high here. Uh, so as you guys are kind of like looking around, getting deeper into the forest, uh, you do kind of like look around and further investigate some of the plant life and also some of the creatures and the critters that are flying and floating and uh, crawling around you all. Uh, the leaves uh, and petals of these large flowers that grow up on the sides of these trunks are vibrant with like neon iridescent light um there it's upon closer investigation as well you see that there are some smaller on some of the really larger plants like they span like five feet across in like total uh length uh they have small little thorns that are deeper within the petals uh, kind of showing that maybe you don't want to get too close and investigate these flowers uh, uh, super duper close. Uh, you see that there are bugs crawling all over the place and there is wildlife all around you, birds flying around. Um, you see small uh, fox-sized creatures also kind of like skittering and playing and like running through the uh, forests as well. Uh, creatures of about that size, not necessarily fox-looking, uh, but about that size. Uh, but you see that uh, there, there is quite a few, uh, and you don't, especially for those who rolled over 20, you don't see any that are specifically acting erratically, like Thorpe had mentioned before. But you do notice that there are some, like, ganglier-looking um animals out there some that seem a little sicklier uh but uh for the most part uh they seem to just be minding their own business uh you can kind of infer from this uh on the 20s and over that maybe the infection isn't so potent where you are now but it is still present from what you can kind of like see in some of the ganglier creatures that are surrounding you. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let's just have Woe once again uh, make the survival check for the second half of the journey. Um, we'll still do that with advantage because you're getting help from Oriana as well as Encina um, and uh, mostly the rest of the party but also but mostly Encina and Oriana who have kind of liked to push towards the front of this walking party while Freya kind of protects from the back. T7. 
Jesus Christ. Alright, 20. That's sweet plus one. That's sweet, sweet plus one. 27. Wow. Um, you, uh, with the help of your newfound friends, you are able to easily navigate your time, uh, navigate through these forests. You have kind of learned by now some of the cues and some of the keys of this forest. Well, you're used to your forest, you're used to the Fey forest, you're kind of like learned those traits, but the puppet forest in a sense is something that's a little bit newer and something that you're still kind of learning and adapting to. And just in this short period of time, with the help of your friends, you've been able to learn and grow and adapt to this new forest. Uh, and you see that it kind of like, you hear the whispers from like the trees, like reminding you that you need to take a left up here. You see that the wind kind of blush brushes through your hair, pushing you in the direction, leading the sense uh, away from dangers and, uh, and towards the right path, leading you to Fort Jan. And on a 27, which is near the DC, which is for impo impossible goals, uh, you are able to shave off 30 minutes of this journey. So you arrive in five and a half hours total as opposed to six. Shortcuts. Shortcuts. Speedrunning strats. Exactly. So you uh, approach, uh, as you start to get closer and closer, the forest is thicker and thicker, but you start to see the pieces of stone walling in the distance. It doesn't stand very tall at about maybe two stories in total, so about 20 feet, but as you start to get closer and closer, you can see just how decrepit it is. The walls are crumbly and half up. The four walls uh, that would make the boxiness of this fort has pieces and chunks of it that have been taken over by the forest and by the nature that is surrounding it. Trees growing out of the tops of roofs, vines and flora growing up the sides of the wall, which is containing the stone itself and keeping it upright there is a large large hole in the very front where there would be a doorway which is now just a large open archway with drapes that come in front that act as doors you see a small light blue flag that waves from the tallest wall that stands and you see coming from the other side of the curtain as they peek through as you start as you uh approach you are noticed by uh some of the people who are standing up on the wall you see a figure approach out of these curtains she stands at about five foot six she has a nice like darker caramel skin this silvery gray afro with pieces of flowers and moss that grow from within, piercing green eyes, and this beautiful royal regal armor that sits beautifully on her strong, muscly shoulders. She walks out with a long sword at her side with her hand down on this long sword as she approaches and stands in front of these curtains, waiting for you all to approach. 
Uh, I think Encina's gonna walk forward and kind of be like, Well, hi there. Uh, we are the, uh, the party that you were waiting for. I assume you had gotten word of us. We were told that you'd be waiting for us here. Ah, yes. You, uh, you must be the, uh, prophesized ones. I am General Mossy Searheart. It's a pleasure to meet you all. It's a pleasure to house you here at this fort. Uh, please, come on in. And she leads you in past these drapes, and you walk in to a large courtyard of a fort. There is no roof on this open part, but there is four walls that have pieces of tree and vines that grow in between. Uh, there is parts of the walls missing, but you can see as you immediately enter directly across. There is the largest part of the building, which stands at two stories, which seems to be fitted into some sort of living apartment kind of situation. They've kind of split it up and make it into like housing for the people who live here at Fort Jan. You're looking around, you see maybe like 80 or so people. It's not really a huge bustling like city like Lenloch, like like a lot of people are used to. It's even a lot smaller than some of the smaller towns that you would take jobs or hop between um, from uh, for some of our wandering heroes. You see that uh, of the people that are kind of like standing around and stuff like that, some of them are like um like talking amongst each other there is like a large stone circle that's in the middle of this courtyard that seems to be kind of like the gathering place where most people will just kind of like stand and talk there are some blacksmiths working off to your left hand side immediately as you enter and immediately to your right hand side you see that there is a makeshift tent sort of um uh, a makeshift uh, medic tent that is set up immediately to the left. Uh, and you can all hear that there is noise coming from the medic tent, which means that there is probably at least a couple of people in there. Um, hearing the noise from the medic tent, uh, Encina looks at General Mossy and goes, you got every everything all right or something happened? I can hear kind of a commotion coming from over there. Um, well, I mean, something's always happening here at Fort Jan. Let me, um, let's pull you into our, um, office and I'll give you a little bit more of the rundown of what is usually going on here at Fort Jan. Um, she starts to kind of, like, lead you off to the right-hand side towards one of the walls, which a door is erected and placed into the side of it. As you're kind of all walking around go ahead and everybody give me perception checks for some deeper details okay and then um can i also do an inside check on general uh mossy absolutely uh anyone okay. that, that you would like can do some insight onto general mossy yeah so i'm gonna roll my insight first and then i'll do my perception click click it got a five perception can i run insight on r yes <clears throat> Just off the back. I got an 18 perception. I can tell you now, stomach ache is definitely on there. Uh, Seven perception, but a 11 insight. 
Because I got a nine inside. But... And uh, perception for Freddy. And Cena got a ten inside and an eight perception. Uh, Oriana got a uh, eighteen on insight and a uh, fourteen on perception. Awesome. All I got good a, stuff. Wait, no, sorry. Hold on. Sixteen on perception. I forgot to add the modifiers. I got a 20 on perception and a 15 on inside of R. You, 15 on inside of R. Um, what are you looking for in R specifically, Woe? Um, I want to know if he's going to steal their lamp oil. He's going to steal their lamp oil? Um, yeah. very specific. Uh, as you're kind of like looking over R and kind of like looking at the lamp it looks like it is like full of oil so you would see it would think that the the lamp itself is not in need of a refill but you can't be for sure that R won't steal oil just for the sake of having more oil um but as everyone is kind of tasty treat I wonder if he knows he can eat it. Um, as you all are like looking around um, for the perception check on the um, fort itself, uh, you uh, kind of like poke around and like look, look around as you are being led off to the right hand side. You do get a peek into the medical tent and see that there is quite a few uh, uh, people are placed up in cots. There is uh, two uh, healers which look to be kind of going like cot to cot and trying to help these people who are like, look very like sickly. They're like pale and sweating and kind of like hunched over, like clutching their stomachs. Um, uh, you can uh, see that some of the people that are like sitting around, especially those who are hanging over by the blacksmith's station, um, those who are kind of more dressed up uh, near uh, in more like armor wear, um, they all seem to have like injuries on them uh, in varying degrees of severity from uh, just like minor cuts and bruises like across the faces and arms and things of like that to fully like missing pieces of limbs to even missing eyes as well. Uh, it seems like from what you're all gathering is that this place is either was just attacked or is under some sort of constant attack. Um, uh, as you guys are also kind of like looking around and then also looking into General Mossy, uh, she seems uh, to be a kind woman. She seems to, uh, from basically right off the get-go, you tell you can tell that she cares very much about the reputation and the people here at Fort Jan. She cares very much about keeping them safe and keeping them secure and making them feel safe and feel secure. Uh, that she is kind of a like uh, no bullshit kind of woman. Um, she may come off as a little blunt, uh, but she uh, is one of the more kinder people. You can see the kindness in her eyes behind a stern brow. Um, but you get a, a, a sense of uh, uh, like comfortability in, in knowing that what she will tell you will be fairly straight up. So she kind of leads you off to the right-hand side, takes you through a door, and leads you to this haphazard of an office. There's just a small desk. Papers are all over the floors and strewn apart the de uh, across the desk. 
there are two chairs in here available on the other side of the desk and one chair on the other on the actual like desk seater side um she kind of comes in and instead of sitting in any of the chairs, she uh, kind of leans up against the uh, desk, kind of putting her back and her butt up against the desk, kind of like sitting out and like looking out at you all, um, just uh, ready and willing to kind of chat about your journey uh, so far and your journey ahead. So Noe is staring at her, not in a way that she's trying to be obvious, but she definitely is sneaking glances at her. Um, her eyes are kind of misty as she's looking at her like she's seen an old friend, but she's never met this woman before. Um, and she kind of clears her throat and she... Um, It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, <clears throat> I am, um, I am Melanoe. It's, it's a pleasure. Uh, it's a, the pleasure's all mine. Um, it's a pleasure to have you here and house you for your journey. Um, we believe that it is a very important journey that you all are on. Um, let's just start off with more formal introductions. My name is Mossy Searheart. I am the great granddaughter of Jan Searheart, the defender of Fort Jan and the one who it is so named after. My family have been here since the Great War has ended. We have been raised here. We have defended these lands. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my mother before me, we all defended this fort with our lives. And that's what we intend to do and it's what we intend to continue to do. We continue to defend this fort from creatures, from people, from anything that seems to deem attack it and more and more so over the past two years or so, the attacks have become increasingly more violent and increasingly more often. We've lost a lot of good people. And she kind of like looks down a little bit at the floor, kind of collects herself a little bit. And she's like, but I'm in charge now. And I am going to ensure the safety of my people and the growth of this fort and holding what is still here. And uh, Noe, as you're kind of like, as you were walking through and looking at everything, you remember Fort Jan when it was more in its prime, when, when Jan herself was defending this fort, it was not decrepit like this. It was not falling apart at the hinges and the stone crumbling away. It seems to have taken some damage from some pretty large creatures or just large hits in general. Um, I, I think when she looks down, um, Freya kind of pipes up and he goes are you the last seer heart here no i'm not the last seer heart here i do have a daughter and a son 
whom I rarely, rarely, rarely let leave the fort, but they are here. They are safe. And, your, and your grandmother, is she still here with you? She is quiet for a moment. It does not break eye contact with you. And she says, my great-grandmother Jan fought bravely until the very end. That seems likely. I knew your great-grandmother long ago. I can't imagine for her to leave us. I couldn't buy that news. I'm so sorry for asking. Um, she kind of she feels kind of off balance at that, though she kind of already suspected. Um, what's, what happened here? It was so much different last I, I've seen. The fort held for 175 years. It held and held under the direction of my great-great-grandmother. We continued to hold this fort, but we noticed as time continued to pass, all of my ancestors noted the trees becoming larger, the plants becoming larger, the wildlife acting more erratic. And from the notes and things that I have written down from her, it, there's nothing too crazy, but in my experience now, from what I've seen, what I've experienced, the forest has only grown thicker and has destroyed parts of this beautiful keep. And the wilds have only grown more dangerous. We had an attack about three nights ago and uh, lost a couple and have quite a few who are injured and very sick now. But we are doing everything we can to save as many as we can. What you said you got attacked, do you know by what? By a megafauna creature. Is a creature who is one of the larger of those who roam these wilds. Uh is a usually these creatures don't want anything to do with us, but over the past five years They've grown increasingly and increasingly more violent. And the, especially this past year, they have acted on this violence. And this large creature, we don't really see that rarely. Um, we see very rarely, but it is called a ferna. And it's this large creature with large horns that's branch out at six feet in total. And it, it's usually... It's, eats plant life, but it is a 
few of them have been acting very crazily. We've been taking them down as we can, but it's not without losing a few of our own. Gotcha. Yeah, that, uh, I can't imagine that's easy. Um, you know, when we, the last town we came from, uh, Cap Creek, Thorpe said something pretty similar to what you were describing, that the, uh, even the plant life has been changing and that the creatures in the forest are getting more aggressive and uh, the feel the consensus seems to be that it's got something to do with this uh, corruption, this illness going around. Um, so if you have any information that could expound on that, that would really help us. And um, I mean, shit, I mean, we'll do what we can here. It seems like Seems like your people could use some help, so I mean, I'm willing to do what I can. As am I. I mean, I, there's not much that I I can do. I'm not much of a healer, but I, I'm happy to aid any way I can. And if you don't mind me asking, General, have you? And I'm sure you have, but have you reached out to any of the surrounding kingdoms or countries to see about getting some aid in all of this? We usually keep in contact with Dornwich. We have a very strong connection with our neighboring city, which is your next destination stop beyond this fort. Um, they offer aid in the form of food, but uh, as it has been getting harder to send transports between um, cities in between forts uh it is more difficult for aid to actually arrive and arrive safely uh these this past year so we do get aid but it is becoming more and more scarce as it becomes more and more dangerous well in that case i know for a fact that i can help you um at least with get in contact um it just so happens i have invented a little tool that will allow you to send long distance messages and without interference um but my parents um yeah i don't know if they really knew your uh great grandmother but they also fought in the war and I would like to speak more with you about that later, but I will say on their behalf, if you ever need aid here at Fort Jan, you have the aid of the Star Weaver family. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you both. I uh, thank you all for any help that you are willing to give us. Let me... Well uh, let me take you to our medical tent so I can further explain the research that we have done on this corruption. That sounds good. And if you need anything, I do happen to be a healer. So I noticed you got a couple of healers in the tent already, but another, if you pardon the pun, another lay on hands um, can't ever hurt. 
know, all we can take all the healing that we can get, and you can definitely speak with our clerics, Kaylin and Jezebel, to see if there's anything that you can do. Um, she kind of like leads you all back out the door and immediately out into the left towards the medical tent as you all uh, approach these like quickly put together it, it looks like it was it's not a like very professional looking tent it looks like it is just kind of like put together as quickly as possible as you kind of look around uh and uh observe everything that's happening in here you see everybody uh you see these two clerics uh who were uh um, previously identified as Kaylin and Jezebel, uh, kind of going from person to person. There's 20 people outstretched onto cots with uh, that are clutching their stomachs, uh, who are sweating and pale. And as you all get up closer to investigate and look and see what's going on, you all see that uh, kind of their veins are no longer the bluish hue that they normally are. Instead, they are that black, veiny, creeping darkness that you saw on those critters in Cap Creek. And you all immediately infer that these people are infected as well. Uh, and you see General Mossy as you kind of all are looking uh, over all of these people, um, the general kind of starts to explain. She speaks up. She says, these are our last two clerics. We had three in total. We have more who are studying, but they're just not strong enough to take on a corruption this strong. These people were all attacked by these creatures uh, who continue to attack our fort, and they have fallen ill to this corruption that we continuously see infecting the wilds out here, infecting the plants, and infecting these mega fauna out here as well. The only thing that our clerics have discovered that can help in healing these people and fully stopping them from this corruption, from fully overtaking their bodies, is a lesser restoration. It's the only spell that we have found that seems to work to clear this disease. And unfortunately, after a few days, if we do not get to them, we just don't have the manpower to use, to just heal everybody after such a large scale attack. If we don't get the opportunity to heal these people. They, they go mad. They lash out against their family, against us, their comrades, their brothers. And we have no choice but to protect ourselves. Yeah, of course. Sometimes you gotta do the hard thing. And Encina says that really softly and just kinda just kinda you can see that there's a sort of pain in her eyes when she says that. And um and she looks at General Moss and she says Well, unfortunately I don't happen to know I don't happen to know the lesser restoration spell. But if there's anything you could think of that we could do in the meantime to help these people like i said just let us know and um like i said i'll be willing to use my lay on hands for a couple of people if if that would be all right if you think that would help if not that's all right too 
Absolutely. We do still have wounded who could use some general healing closer to our blacksmiths. Um, but they, uh, you could absolutely, any is greatly appreciated. All right. Well, then uh, I can definitely do that for you. Thank you so much. Um, and she uh, continues to kind of like go a little bit deeper into like detailings of like some of the things that she's found. She has found that uh, there is like correlation between like uh, like the larger creatures that are infected with this corruption all the way down to the small critters and bugs that are also infected. That it is, it comes from something small and they haven't quite identified where it comes from exactly but it comes from something small like it's like a, a, comes from like it, it has something to do with like the food chain and how it works um and they uh, kind of like come to this conclusion that like it infects this wildlife it kind of overtakes and changes their brains and uh forces them to do uh outlandish and wild violent things attacking creatures that they would not normally attack and eating things that they would not normally eat therefore spreading the disease to other creatures as well um that uh they have found small creatures uh like gophers who are infected they have seen that there have been plants that have been infected all the way to the large super megafauna that roam these uh forests the same one where their heads touch the canopies. They have seen similarities in all of those corruptions. It is the same dark, inky black veins that show up underneath the skin of these creatures. Um, and uh, upon further explanation as well, Mossy reveals that when a person is infected with this corruption, after four days, if the person is not healed, they also turn wild and feral and start attacking the people around them. So um, with all of this information, you guys kind of go around, uh, start kind of like healing and like learning and taking in this fort and understanding the history that comes behind this as well and the people who were here and are here. Um, and you're fed food and uh, as you... Um, as the sun starts to get a little bit later in the day uh is there anything that anyone would like to do here in the fort as the day is starting to kind of like wrap up the sun is kind of getting close to setting uh you guys have all had a hearty healthy meal everything here is like clean and fresh and everything has been blessed uh by the clerics um and also some of the knights as well have some like healing and blessing powers as well to help clean the food um, so everything here is clean and fresh. Uh, is there anything that anyone would like to do uh, as the sun starts to kind of get lower in the sky? I Can um, I put my mom to the side real quick? Absolutely. I would like to talk to Noe real quick. Always. Uh, I just wanted I, to ask, does it count as a short rest so I can get my spell slots back? Yes, so this can be a short rest for everybody. Um, cool. Um, I think... Freya looks at, like, Freya pulls Noe, like, off to the side to where, like, no one can really hear them. And he's going to go, uh, Mom, you have a sending stone, correct? Felix gave it to you? 
I gave it to Felix, but I that that's correct. Oh. Can you send word to Felix to send some of our clerics here and some of our fighters here to aid in whatever this is? She's silent for a moment, moment, and you can almost see like a sense of like respect in her eyes for him coming up with that idea. She nods. She goes, um, "I think that that would be a wonderful idea. Um, I think that they need all the help that they can get right now, and if we can be of any help to them, then we should do it." Um, just give me a few moments and um, I'll send the message out. Okay. And well, I made the promise to make the world a better place on the bridge, leaving to all of our friends. And I plan to keep it. I have no doubt about that, Freya. I never have. And um, she reaches out and she kind of like, like, kind of like pats his cheek a little bit and she she pinches it a little bit she smiles <laughs> um you see he also <laughs> like he kind of like plays with the pendant of kaivalya on his necklace and looks at you and is like well, I know I didn't get to meet her, but I'm sure he kept her safe wherever she is and wherever he was taking her. You know, Freya, I wish she would have gotten to meet her. Um, it's not her who needs the protection, but perhaps she's helping <laughs> protect him. <laughs> That's how I hope so anyway. Yes. She was the bravest person I've ever known. And did you know, um, Janice, he was my firstborn and she, she wanted to be there for his birth and she was not able to because she was fighting a war that I was not able to be present for. Um, so you named him after her? It's the least I could have done. And the highest honor that I could have given. She would have loved all of you kids had she gotten the chance to get to know you. You be sure about that for Janice? You got to give your brother some slack. I. Yeah. You all of my children have their strengths, Freya. Know that. You may not see it in Janice, and between you and I, I don't, I don't think Janice sees it in himself yet. He gets that from his father. But to think, uh, to think that you all get something from me too. 
and she like pats him on his chest and she smiles and um she reaches in for the sinning stone in her pocket and she looks to Freya would you like to help me emerge this I think for the first time in your son's life he is happy to do something royalty related oh. and she wants to share that with him um looking at her son and like the man he's becoming um she wants him to have his own journey and his own story and he wants him to be as much part of this as he wants to be um so she's like we have to be brief but we can make it work between the two of us and then McCuster well you know that he will send them out as soon as he is able to yes uh First, let's figure out numbers. I think 20 clerics is a decent number. And I think we can spare about 20 of our soldiers, too. And if they need more after that, we can send it. Twenty soldiers and twenty clerics and rations as well. Yes. They need they need supplies. And we don't I understand we don't have much to give, but we can figure something out. I think we can take we should, I think we should also send some masons so they can fix the walls and make this place a home again. I think that that is a wonderful idea. And I I think me and you have friends in Dawnwich waiting for us when we go there. Just call it a hunch. I'm going to I will Always trust your hunches, Freya. So you trust that I might have to kill my father then? No, Freya, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> she, you kind of like see her almost start to laugh. She, you know, you cannot talk about your father that way. He's not here to hear it, so no, it but really, uh, that bad. Freya, light of my life, please. I know. Listen. <laughs> oh, I don't there... see many things from Eros for me. I understand. And you know, that is perhaps a good thing. And I don't... You are your own man, Freya. You're not me or your father. And you never have been. No. And I love that about you. And I love how opinionated you are. I'm so proud of you, my son. But I... Other ears may be listening. 
and may have the wrong idea. And you do not want the wrath of the kingdom against the king's son. That's all I'm saying. Though I will say they were right about the porridge. It does slap. I, I believe that I, the, I the use term that was... correctly? Was I, I, it bussing? Yes, I believe it It, it was bussing. Bussing. So well, let's send this message. Hi, let's let's do it. <laughs> and I think they go off to send that message. Um, as a surprise and a hand held out in trust and friendship for Mossy and for Jim. Awesome. So you uh, work with Noe to send a message back home to get some help here at Fort Jan. Um, what about everyone else? Is there anything else that anyone would like to be doing as the sun is starting to set? Um, um, if it's yeah, I I do think Encina is going to try to find um, General Lossy, um, just like to have like just like I have private conversation. So if she's anywhere where Encina can find her. Um, she's going to do that. Absolutely. Uh, you can catch her for a moment alone, um, for a conversation. Um, what would you like to say? Beautiful. So I think Encina's going to walk up to General Mossy and be like, um, General, if I could, if I could have your time for a moment, I understand you're very busy, but, uh, I'd just like to talk to you about something. Absolutely. Um, Feel free. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, it would be the group's decision, but do you reckon there's any, do you reckon there's any point in us trying to, I don't know, maybe deal with this megaflora that's been attacking you? Is it just one entity or is it a bunch that have just been kind of giving you guys the run? It has been the bunch. Uh, it's been a bunch that has been giving us uh, a lot of trouble. It's no specific group or species um, that has been giving us the most trouble. Uh, we track down those and try and take down those who are those who can cause the most damage because we really don't want them to do any more damage than there already is. Um, but it's creatures of all shapes and sizes from all different angles of the forest. We haven't been able to pinpoint. There, there isn't really a pinpoint for <clears throat> where it comes from. It just continues to come. Gotcha, gotcha. So, in your opinion, and you can be honest with me, would it be... Would it be better for us to stay here and help you for a little while or would it be more pertinent for us to continue on our journey from here because I don't it doesn't sit right with me to just come here get information with y'all from y'all and just leave she kind of looks at you and like saying it doesn't quite feel right to like just get information and continue on the path she sees the genuine want to help in your eyes. <clears throat> and she looks to you and she says, like, 
I believe the most help that you can be right now is continuing on this journey and getting Nona's flower into the right hands. Getting it back from those who should not have it and putting it in the right hands. Go ahead and give me an insight check as she says this to you. Certainly. <clears throat> oh, okay. Not bad. That's a 19. 19. Incredible. Uh, you kind of get the inclination as she's saying this to you uh, that it is very important that the flower is retrieved, but probably not so important that the flower be returned to King Eros. And Cena was literally going to ask and, like, kind of level with her and be like, listen, and, uh, like, having that insight. Um, and she kind of, like, looks at General Mossy with, like, this knowing kind of inclination in her eyes. And she goes, you know, between you and me, um, I don't particularly agree that the right hands would be King Eros. And I know that is... The intended target, I don't trust him. I don't like him. And I know that's maybe speaking out of turn to say that about our king. And she she does very clearly does air quotes when she says king. Um, but if I can just level between you and me, that's just how I feel. So, And I get the feeling you kind of might feel the same way. So if you have any other directions on where what hands would be pertinent to put this flower in I mean you let me know I, I trust your judgment well since we seem to be on the same page I feel like the people who seem to coordinate with Fort Jan the most continue to send the most communication and actually seem to have some sort of plan either in formation or in action about trying to use Nona's grace for its true purposes or what the purposes could be, which is finding a cure for whatever this bullshit that's going around this forest and causing this island to slowly sap itself of its life. <clears throat> Those people are going to be Commander Sore Spirit of Dornwich. He is the current uh, head in charge of the Council of Dornwich. Dornwich is ruled by a council and not by one specific head, uh, if you have not been there before. Um, there is also um, some more communications coming from Lenloch as well, but it is not under King Eros's penmanship. So I do believe that there must be somebody within Lenloch, somebody higher up as well, who seems to be trying to put effort into uh, healing this land and finding an actual cure and using Nona's grace more liberally than King Eros uh, had originally intended it to be. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, uh, that's very good to know, because... Um... I don't think locking this flower up behind walls just so that the wealthy and the powerful can use it is going to help anybody. I think that's asking for a death sentence. 
I think that death sentence is signed, but I believe that if we can act quickly and get this flower into the right hands, that it may, this island may still stand a chance at survival. All right. Well, when we get to Dornwich, I'll, I'll, you know, link up with uh, that. Who was it? Commander Sore Spirit. You said his name was or their name. That, that's correct. Commander Sore Spirit. He is actually going to be the one that I send you to specifically. He is the next chain in command who is to receive your presence uh, and kind of inform you uh, about uh, what he knows. Um, a lot of the information is fairly similar between here and Dornwich. Dornwich is just a much larger city with more people at hand to protect themselves. So their city is a little bit more, she kind of looks around at the walls and like the stones and everything on the floor, the wilds growing within the walls. It's like, it's a little bit more put together. Gotcha. Do you think he'd have any, uh, any um, inform more information about this um, this individual from Lenlock that's been acting, you know, not obviously not with any malicious intent, but that's been acting out of not under King Eros's discretion. Um, she uh, kind of like thinks on it for a moment. It see, it takes her a couple of minutes uh, to kind of like remember the name um and she's like I, I really only read the bulk of the letters and not really who signed them i just mostly noticed the difference in handwriting was it farron was the name um uh uh Fragois? i i don't know started with an f or something but this guy at least has some, or person, whoever they are, has at least got some decent head on their shoulders and actually wants to make some changes. That's good to know. We need people like that along this journey. Um, because, and I'm sure I sound like a broken record at this point, but um, we're, we're going to need someone other than King Eros to, to do something about this because he sh damn sure ain't going to do anything. So the more people I know that are trustworthy, that can, that want to put a plan together to put things back the way they should be, uh, the better. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you telling me that. Absolutely. More, more people who think like us is better for the future of Suntura. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, I, uh, you know, obviously was privy for your the conversation you were having with Her Majesty, but um, I think she's got a good head on her shoulders, and I think that her being out here, especially with Freya, I think having them two, being that they are, you know, from the, the noble family, I think them being out here is um, is going to be a good thing for the, for the, the island as it is for the country, I think. Um, I think some good change can come of that. Them seeing what's out here, because it's uh hasn't been pretty for a long time, and uh, and Cena has like this just deep pain set in her eyes when she says that, like, because she's 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 been around, she knows how bad things have been. Not necessarily this degree, but she had does know to some degree. 
Yeah, you, Encina, as someone who's traveled from town to town, traveled between Sunmore and Puppet consistently, uh, drifting from town to town, you, and traveling the wilds yourself as well, you've seen some of this in action. You've come across a couple of, of what you would call like crazy or feral rabid animal attacks that you were very easily able to kind of like push off or avoid or even like conquer in a, a quick battle it's something that it's not uncommon for you but hearing the consistency and hearing how violent and looking around at the damage that has been done to this fort you think back to some of these smaller encounters that you had and how they acted and imagining what it would be like if the creature were a hundred times the size. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for Encina as well, just like hearing the numbers, especially with the people in the medical tent and hearing four days and that's it. And like their mind is gone, like just kind of, really puts it in perspective for her that like this is a matter like time is of the essence like they're really like we are on a time crunch and if we don't get this done that's it um so i think like with all that in mind um and cena looks at general mossy and says well if you think of anything else you need to tell me any other information you want to impart i'm always here to listen um like i said i I just want to see things put right again. That's really, that's all that's in it for me. Nothing else. Um, so, like I said. Like, she looks at you and just like, same here. And kind of gives you like a predator handshake. Uh, <laughs> like She's like real, like, you know, like super tough, like big tomboy energy for sure. But she still is like very like beautiful and glowing. Um, and still like very like feminine and proud of her femininity. Uh, but still, like, is strong and changed by the tides of the uh, these attacks and and the and just the burden of being responsible for all of these people here at the forest, uh, in this fort. Um, and uh, she kind of like continues to chat with you about like helping as possible and like uh, some of the smaller details uh, and sharing details between some of the attacks that you experienced out in the wilds with some of these smaller creatures and her experiences here in the fort. Um, I believe there may have been a couple of other people who wanted to do a couple of smaller things as well. Um, uh, is there anybody else who would like to talk to anybody or do anything within the uh, dwindling hours of this day? Uh, I think Freddy is just literally going to wander around and take note of where everything is. Awesome. Uh, so uh, uh, you kind of like scour around and look at all of the details of some of the damage that has been done and where. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see kind of like have a great, good idea of the state of things here. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give me a uh, investigation check. Uh, that be a nat 20, baby. Nat 20. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Um, I would like to use is... blood dice. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Get it up there. <laughs> Give me that grand total. Let's see. 21. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Uh, so you are, um, with a nat 20 and also using blood dice to kind of give you that extra boost as well, you uh, look around, this place is really being held together by the wilds that are also destroying this place. It is like, uh, you look and you see like shambles of what was here. It is like falling apart. There used to be some sort of ceiling in certain areas of this like large courtyard that you're standing in. Um, pieces of the wall are missing where you can just see straight out into the wilds. Um, uh, that through like peaks of the trees and bushes that are kind of growing within that area. Um, it is, it looks like this place sees attacks and like from either wilds or other sources, um, at least once a week, if not two to three times a week. It is consistently a wartime here. Everybody is like looking around and kind of looking at the faces of these knights who are kind of sitting around uh, and recovering and some of the knights who are standing guard on the walls. Uh, they all look dead tired. They are like exhausted. They are working long, like 16 hour shifts and then they get a break to eat and like rest and then come right back to work. They are consistently defending this fort from falling apart more than it already has. Looking around, General Mossy looks to be exhausted uh, just by life and the, the, the hands that she is, like, dealt in this, like, you know, it, with everything that has happened and is continuing to happen around her. Um, she, she looks exhausted, but is holding out and putting a very strong face on for everybody who is around. You're looking around, there are not just knights and clerics and other people here, there are full families here. People who live and, like, uh, will die here in this fort because this is their home. This is where they choose to live. Wanderers from all parts of this island who choose to call for Jan their home families, children, older people. You don't see a ton of, like, elderly as you're walking around. Mostly, like, the older in age that you see is maybe 60, and that's kind of pushing it. Um, but just, like, you see also in these nights, like, 14, 15-year-old kids who are fully clad up in this armor with battle scars across their arms and faces as they are, like, eager to join and defend Fort Jan. This place you've heard of is a, like, monumental fort that played a great part in the Great War 200 years ago. And it, it looks to be in shambles and is truly being held up by General Mossy and the people here that live here. It looks like from your Nat 20 investigation that if a big enough creature came through here, it could like knock down anything and everything. But uh, luckily it seems like from what you've looked around that they consistently keep guards and stuff to like look out for those, those larger creatures to try and keep it far away and try and push it and deter it from coming any closer. Is there anything else that you want to specifically look for with that Nat 20? No, I think that's mostly it. I'll probably just make note of where everything is, basically, awesome. mentally. Uh, <laughs> a, a map will be uh, uh, pictured uh, for you all to get a more uh, accurate kind of readout of how things look um, for the next episode. Um, 
uh, is there anything uh, anything else for you, R, um, before I uh, ask if there's anybody else? No, I think that will be mostly it. If if once Arb's done with his uh, walk, he'll go back probably to the infirmary and see if he can assist the two uh, people. Awesome. So you go anyway. back and you start assisting as to the best of your ability after uh, investigating the fort. Uh, is there anybody else uh, that would like to do something uh, with uh, this sunset, with this time? Um, I think Oriana, I know she definitely needs to speak to the general, but I think she'll hold off on that for the time being. Um, I know that since she got there, there's been like this sense of wanting to help and not really sure how she can. She knows nothing of this world. She's not sure how she can aid them anyway, but there is things that she does know. And that is, um, she knows how to defend herself and, but she also understands machinery. So I think what she'll do is she walks around for a little bit and then I think she'll look for, someone who's either high up in the guard or probably the head of the guard and i think she wants to seek them out to have a chat with them and see if maybe she could aid in uh improving the armory uh absolutely you head over to like the blacksmithery area uh and you chat with uh there are a total of four blacksmiths over there who introduce themselves to you as garrick Astrid, Valeria, and Bram. They are all, uh, they work together here uh, to help kind of like reinforce the armory, uh, the armor, reinforce the, um, the like swords and shields and things that they use. They also tinker a little bit with machinery. So you head over there to try and like work with them to try and see what you can kind of like tinker with and help kind of move them along in their progress uh, with what they're currently working on um kind of bookmarking a conversation with mossy for later um click clack is there anything that you wanted to do i think you might be the last person who uh if there's anything you'd like to do in this moment Click clack, Liz. Is there anything that you would like to do as the sun is setting? I believe you're the last PC uh, to um, see if there's anything you'd like to do here at Fort Jan as the sun is setting. I haven't done anything. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Is there anything you'd like to do as well? Um, this is going to sound weird, but I did want to go taste the injured people's blood. Okie dokie, um, you can absolutely do that. You walk in to, uh, there is, um, 20 people who are laid about in cots, kind of clutching their stomachs. Upon, like, further investigation, there is also a large, uh, uh, orc person, um, who is also here and looks sickly as well. Um, you see the two, uh, clerics who are also in here, uh, Kaylin and Jezebel, um, uh, you kind of you want to come in and taste the blood of one of the um, 
injured and infected people. So go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. One day I'll get trained in constitution savings. One day. <laughs> One day. Ten. Ten. Um, it is bitter on your tongue. You have tasted your own blood before and the blood of creatures that you have devoured. Uh, it is the same bitterness, but this is as if someone mixed blood and ink together it has this like tongue coating effect that you can't quite get the taste off of your tongue no matter how much you scrape the taste and the taste buds off of your tongue to try and get this flavor off it does not taste like the creatures you've devoured before or the blood of your own uh that has been spilt from your trials in the feywild um, but it is, it, it's like rancid tasting in your mouth and it starts to kind of like make you feel like a little woozy and a little, you, uh, uh, felt pretty decent, like eating the food last night, eating the stew. But today this like really for the first time, like kind of like makes you feel sick to your stomach. Can I instinctively cast a spell on myself? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to give myself Enhance Ability. Mm-hmm. Specifically one called Bear's Endurance. Where I get advantage on Constitution checks and 2d6 temporary hit points. Hey, there we go. Sounds fantastic. You can go ahead and do that, uh, uh, treating it in a way like a rage, like giving yourself advantage the moment you taste this on your tongue. It's like your body giving you a second chance. Oh, cool. I could just roll that. Alright, three... Ten. Um, last for an hour. And I want to give it another taste and see if I can't, like, identify um... What it specifically is. Absolutely. Like if, um, if it's like a magical sickness, a poison, or a like a fey thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, go ahead and do an insight check as well as you're kind of like looking into and trying to identify. Um, I do it as medicine. This... Yeah, absolutely. You can use medicine. Okay. And I'll give you the constitution saving. Okay, it's a 22 for medicine. And a 19 for a constitution save. Amazing. So, you... I do um, look a little bit more hairy, though. Like, I grow bare fur. Yeah, you... Uh, very kind of like similar to how Ponyo will slip in between her fish form and her human form. You kind of like puff out a little bit, fur kind of growing from your arm, your arm hair kind of growing and extending, your cheeks getting fuzzy, your hands getting fuzzy, your nails extending as you just like dig in to this feeling of um 
like your body needing to overcome this and also understand this as well in this moment your connection with nature and your need to understand what is harming nature helps you better understand what's going on within this moment and you get the sense that uh, as you succeed on your constitution saving throw so the sickness goes away your stomach begins to ease itself no longer curdling no longer feeling coins. sick to your stomach uh the Retract. gold coins are no longer reacting to this blood <laughs> that is in your system and in your stomach uh and you start hey, to kind of cure. like <laughs> i got the cure guys it's Beat gold coins gold. um <laughs> just starting putting gold coins in everybody's mouth um, you start to kind of try and identify like what's going on here, like where this is coming from. Is this magical? Is this fey? Is this what is this? It's not fey any means, and it is not magical by any means. This, from your best knowledge and from your knowledge of the world and the way that you dissect things, this is to your best knowledge uh what was that on the medicine again it was like a 22 or something um yeah medicine check 22 to your best knowledge this is closer to a plague than it is like a magical um uh like like something magical or something fey something within the ecosystem here on suntura is rotten something within the ecosystem something within the food chain is causing the beginning of this plague there you know uh, um you know it must have it must start somewhere you know like other plagues start from uh, smaller creatures like gerbils or, or or smaller insect stuff so you think Think it could possibly come from something like that you're starting somewhere small it's it's got to come from somewhere because thinking it's infecting creatures of all size from like bugs you've seen you've heard uh like fox-sized creatures being described as well as the taller creatures that you have yet to come across the ones who, who uh reach the tops of the trees so it's got to be something small that's causing it and you think it might be a creature something like a live creature is causing this i shot you a little question um it does not taste like his magic okay so it's like a plague all right yeah so it can be healed by normal means then, right? Uh, yeah, so from what you also uh, were told uh, by General Mossy, it seems like the only type of magic that seems to be working right now is a lesser restoration spell. Some sort of restoration spell is the only thing that is able to take this like plague-like, poison-like uh, symptoms out of the person to be able to actually allow them to heal. So it, it, it's acting in a way kind of like a necrotic type of deal where it's like they can't be healed. They can't like have like cure wounds or lay on hands or something like that to actually heal them and get rid of this sickness. It's you got to take care of the actual problem first and then the body can start to heal. Uh, the best I got is protection from poison, but that uh if from what you confer from a 22 medicine check that that could 
that does help in the beginning. Like, so this could, that you feel like you could help if you were to cast that onto somebody or onto yourself. Oh, if uh, it's you neutralize them. You said it's more like a disease. Yeah. It's more like necrotic rather than poison specifically. Um, uh, but it, um, you feel like uh, the, the protection from the poison though, uh, because there's really no like spell, like protection from necrotic energy. I'm treating like protection from poison and like purify food and drink and th things of that nature, uh, 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 work in protection against the disease that is acting here on Suntura. So casting that spell on yourself or casting it on somebody would help in the event if a person were say you heard general mossy say that people have gone feral and attacked other people and then those people got sick that could help possibly protect yourself or others against something like that happening okay i'm, I'm happy with this outcome yeah, all good things all good things lots of information uh, you said was also in this tent with me right uh, I believe uh, R is in this tent, and Cena has been coming in and out of this tent as well. Um, I mean, from somebody just looking on to what I'm doing, it looked like I just like ate somebody's blood and then turned into a half bear. Yeah, so <laughs> I just, just want to say, <laughs> yeah, um, so Freddie and Cena see that, for, or, or at least I am going just, to be completely yeah. honest and say that. Encina's just watched Woe do so many weird things that she just kind of looks at Woe and kind of shrugs, and it's that thing of like, this may as well happen. <laughs> Freddy, it's, Freddy's gonna try and collect like a vial or two of blood. Oh my god! Defeat me later. Do you have vials or anything? Oh, do you want to ask the clerics to see if they have vials? Uh you're just gonna have loose blood <laughs> just in his pocket. You are in a medical tent. There's probably some kind yeah, of can, vial. Me, I'm gonna ask the two yeah, nurses if I can borrow oh. some some stuff. They're why not are you, why are you asking you. now? Just steal them. <laughs> I was gonna say you might have better luck stealing. Not you that I probably have stealing. a water skin on you. Oh, I do actually have a water skin, but, but why don't care of water water skin of blood. that's way too much. I have a, a water skin, like a full liter of blood. Yeah. Wait a minute, we, we got potions from the king, right? Of miscellaneous blood. You don't yeah. want that blood. Yeah, dump out that potion. I don't need it. I need the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you dump out. I believe it was probably also like a greater healing potion. On uh, we don't need that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we do blood. death rolls in this house. You're welcome to like try and steal a vial, like easy perception, and like I'll just say there's vials in here if you want to like not waste the potion. Uh, yeah, just use the potion on somebody, you know. No, no, this is for me. Lay a hand some of their blood into. Not, the vial. not even just gonna pour it on a patient. Like here you go, buddy. Just dump it <laughs> this on the right you. in front of them. It's like I suddenly had a healing potion. You're just dumping it in front of them. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> like this could save your life. Own blood in front of me. One of these? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just gonna steal one. That's easier. That seems more more Freddy's speed. Let's just steal one. <laughs> That's, yeah. Fantastic! Just, just give me a sleight of hand. 
Cena doesn't Cena see Freddy stealing the blood? No, more than likely, know. yeah. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh yeah, you got you easily grab a couple vials uh, for yourself. Yeah. You. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna grab a lot of blood. I'm not milking these people. Just you know, two vials. <laughs> Awesome. You just pick a random patient and uh, play doctor and take a couple vials of blood uh, and store that in your bag. Use illusion to give myself one of those, like, masks. Um, and is gonna, like, walk over to Freddy, um, not, like, in any accusatory way, but just, like, with a brow kind of cocked and be like, uh, buddy, can I just ask, what... What's the goal here? I just, I'm really having a hard time understanding. Well, it seems that this blood has some kind of effect on Woe. Did you not just see him or them transform into half-bear form? I mean, listen, if Woe wants to transform into a half-bear, that's her business. I'm well, not asking this about that. will have blood ready for her when she wants to. I... And she is literally doing the fucking algorithm meme and just turns to look at Woe and just very like inquisitive, like just trying to understand, looks at Woe and goes, Sweetheart, does the blood turn you into a bear or are, can you just do bear things? I'm just trying to understand. I get very embarrassed. Oh no! Encina is like, oh no! Encina's like, no, no, no! I'm not trying to embarrass you. I promise. I'm really just trying to understand. Um, no! Oh god! Encina's like, Encina's like, you, you know what? No, no, it's all right. It's all right. Listen, I think no. Encina, you're making that. You're drawing too much attention to Wo. Let Wo do Wo things. That's just how Wo goes. Isn't that right, Wo? I'll put the blood back, yes? No, no, you can you can keep the blood. I was just wondering if it's like a, like, is there, like, properties in the blood that can, like, make you turn into a bear? Or do you just turn into a bear? And, like, the sidebar, I love bears. Bears are my favorite animals. So, like, you can turn into a bear anytime you want. Do you pleasure for me. turn into the bear? Um, I'm okay. I think I'd be a pretty big bear. I don't think I'd fit in this tent really well if I turned into a bear. And Encina's, like, chuckling a little bit, like, trying to make um, just levity in the situation so Woe doesn't feel so uncomfortable. Yes, You would be very impressive as a, as a bear. You, you are more like Zebo. His strength. And I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on Encina for Bo's strength. <laughs> God, what does that do? Uh, target has advantage on strength checks and their uh, carrying capacity doubles. Ooh! Muscles rippling. Yeah, and Cena like feels like the seams in her like clothes, like especially like around her biceps, start to like like stretch and like very audibly are like are crinkling. And Cena's like, oh. Well, you know, I didn't think I could get any bigger. Thank you. That's very sweet of you, Woe. See? Uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> Do not be mad. No, no, I'm not mad at all. That's very sweet. I, I'm good. You're, you, we're all good. Well, there's no, no animosity here. Your, your fate is a fiddle. You're fantastic. 
Absolutely. What what Freddie said. You're you know what you are while well, you're bussing. Oh, please, I am undeserving of such compliment. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I think I think I think you are. I think you're very deserving of, of the of the bussing the bussingness, as it were. I will do my best to bus. <laughs> I believe in you, Wo. You got this. And Encina's gonna give Wo a little, uh, a little thumbs up. And you too, Freddy. You're you're pretty bussing, even though you got st you stealing people's blood. <laughs> Listen, it's bad for them. I'm not stealing it. I'm extracting the poison. Well, the thing is, is like the only thing I'm concerned about is that like if the disease is like in the blood. You know what I mean? Well, this is a way to find out. Well, like, here's like what I'm saying. Like, woe seems to be very special in that, like, the disease and, like, things of that nature don't seem to affect her. I don't know about you. You seem just like a regular folk like me. Not to say that woe's not a regular folk, but woe is just special in a very good way. Um, so I just, is, I just don't want, I just don't want you to die is what I'm saying. It is I, like the plague. It's a plague? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I wanted to say something, because, I, like I said, I don't want you to die. Art gets contemplative. It's yeah, rough. contemplate really hard. And then he walks out the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> and Cena looks at Woe and goes, well, you, you, you know what? It's all good. <laughs> and Encina just kind of like shrugs and puts her hands up and like just starts like trying to bandage people up or like if Woe needs assistance with anything, she helps Woe. Feel like super jack. <laughs> and she's just walking around buffer as buff buff buffer than she's ever been. <laughs> just truly beefcaking around this fort right now. Like a large, like <laughs> Powering woman with just like veiny, rippling muscles, <laughs> like absolutely like flexing on these hoes right now, like absolutely total beefcake. Like full doesn't even have to doesn't even have to t pose for dominance. Just stand does the, the standing man emoji and just is dominance. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, absolutely. The breadth of your shoulders is longer than I can t pose. Fuck. <laughs> So true. <laughs> oh, and Cena, have you been sparring without me? Um, I mean, I mean, I've been sparring, but like, I, <laughs> I've been sparring, but uh, I think I think Whoa, uh, Whoa, helped me out a little bit here. <laughs> Did Whoa spar with you? And <laughs> she kind of chuckles. I mean, you know what? That's a that's that's interesting. It, what would be very interesting to see in a fight? Now that I think oh. about it. Well, sweetheart, would you like to practice with us one morning? Um, fight for fun. Fight for fun and for practice. Yes. No thanks. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to. You kind of just see, like, Freya flexing to himself, comparing himself to <laughs> it, there's, there's no comparison, bro. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> I, I like to imagine that Oriana is like halfway across the courtyard and she's like messing with something and she looks over and she just sees Encina like three times the muscle. You see Woe <laughs> half bear. You see Freddy with like this vial of blood and like uh, Freya just kind of insecurely looking at his muscles and she's just like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Now, this is the gang. This is this is the gang. These are the, the heroes. These are the I, I think at this one is point, the circus. This is the monkeys. Seven, by yeah. the way, we're chosen. These are the chosen. Yeah, like Freya, Freya probably goes. Freya probably goes up to Encina, is like flexing next to her arm, and is like, "Fuck how?" <laughs> um, Encina, Encina looks at Freya and um, with a, like truly. Just the gentlest of taps, just trying not to <laughs> knock him over with this this like new buff that she has, and just like with one finger, just like kind of like taps him reassuringly on the shoulder, and she's like, "You know what? It's your first time out in the wild. Just keep it up. Like you know, you'll you'll definitely gain some muscle mass walking around these wilds." Right, one day you too will be busted. <laughs> <laughs> falls over. And so he's like, oh, god damn it, that's exactly what I didn't want to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, she offers a hand. <laughs> he gets up and goes, I'm just kidding. All right. Just uh, just Josh and me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's Josh? <laughs> and, uh, you see, that one I understood. That one I understood. I understood uh, Joshing. And you see Oriana okay, kind of walking over, and she's just, like, covered in, like, oil from, like, messing with <laughs> machinery. Like, her hair is, like, normally, like, Snow White, but you see like splotches like oil in it and like dust where she's like been like in the machines and she's just like I decided to come over because I heard the commotion and I what what did I miss? Welcome to the circus. These are your monkeys. <laughs> That's Encina just says that to Oriana with a big <laughs> grin on her face. <laughs> I am not a monkey. Now you no, look a little I bit. I am also not a monkey. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'm not a monkey. It was a, it was a I, turn of phrase. Not one I do know. Is Josh a monkey? He could be, I suppose. <laughs> no, now see, Josh is my cousin, but I, he could be a monkey. <laughs> I think, I think today has been long enough, and we should let him come rest. <laughs> I agree. After a quick bath, I have been working with the blacksmiths. They have a very uh, they have plenty of great weapons to defend themselves, and I'm very excited to use them if the time comes. Um, but uh, yes, I um, she looks down at herself. Her clothes completely soiled. She's soiled. She's like, um, I'm going to find a uh, bath. Um. So uh, as you guys are all kind of like mingling and talking amongst yourselves in the courtyard, you see that people are kind of continuing to do the same. You find yourselves out here for a good amount of time, close to about an hour, chatting with yourselves uh, out here and kind of like looking upon this circus and all the monkeys that are within it. Um, uh, and after a while, you hear a scream come from the medical tent. Oh shit! Well, we're going over there. Yeah, uh, and Cena's on you, it. 
You hear scream come from there and commotion coming from there. You see the sides of the tent start to move and shake as commotion comes from there. And as you all reach General Mossy following close behind, the knights quickly putting on their armor and grabbing their swords. They all reach over. You see the hot, the 20 sick people all with glazed eyes looking over at you with the two clerics down on the floor, protecting themselves with their arms over their face as these people are up, moving, and attacking. Everybody, roll initiative. Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) And that is where we are going to end this episode. Everybody, tune in next week for the first combat of Fodum Sept. We are going to be diving into this hot mess of monkeys in this circus and getting to see all of the cool (laughs) things that all of our PCs have in store for combat. Thank you so, so much for listening in to this episode. We've got a couple, we've got quite a few episodes left of this little mini series coming to you. A lot of twists and turns still to come. Uh, You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Derek, is there anything else you'd like to add on? Um... You follow us on all of our social medias. We have Instagram, TikTok. We have a Facebook page. You can look us up. Not that we really use it. Um, and Twitter. Um, pay attention to those for any kind of announcements, uh, for any different um, things that we are doing. Um, and pay attention in the summer, because after Fodum Sept, we are a step closer to Campaign 2 defiance um and we shall see you next week see you bye next bye. week bye bye bye